I do feel like we are on a very long journey as each individual soul, you know, life after life, um, becoming more, holding more light, becoming more like the source of creation. Greetings everyone and welcome back to the Evolution podcast. This week I am chatting to my good friend and spirit sister, the mystical alchemist and truth seeker Karis Epiphany on the spirit in fashion, birth charts and the oneness of individual and collective experience. Hello. Hi Karis, how are you? Hey Jessica, I'm good, thank you. How are you? yeah yeah I'm good I'm I don't know if there's like a weird energy at the moment but I'm good yeah I, I um I agree right I can't put my finger on what it is but like there's just tell me about the stars and the moon <laughs> make me feel better <laughs> I wish I wish I knew more about what was going on right now at the moment I'm not that clued up I know the new moon is what in a couple of days um and I heard there was solar flares like a couple of days ago maybe maybe even still now I'm not sure what are solar flares it's like when the sun wisps bursts of like energy wow I wish Mm. I felt that energy (laughs) yeah but surprisingly the symptoms are not always uh positive like how you experience it okay Um, it can be like overwhelming um just like really intense energy but can also be um perceived positively as well interesting yeah this is the sort of stuff that I'd like to know more about um because whenever someone talks to me about like the movements of the stars and the planets things like click into place I'm like oh okay this puts a bit of sense into what feels like nonsense (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm I know that's how we connected in the first place. I think when I met you the first time in London, we were at uh, Om Circle. Um, and then I saw you from afar with a big seven on your, is it on your chest or your neck? Yeah, on my neck, yeah. Yeah, and I was so drawn to it, the number. Is that your number in numerology? Um, it's funny because I thought it was, but it's actually not. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Um, so I thought it was my life path number. Um, but then I was calculating it wrong. I was just adding the the days, um, like the day that I was born. So the 25th, I just added those two together and that's a seven. But life path number is apparently like your whole uh, date of birth. So I'm actually a three. Um, Why are you? My daughter's a three. Oh. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah, I find numerology so like fascinating. Like whenever someone shows me one of these, these things that put a bit of like clarity into I don't know the spiritual life path and sometimes that jargon just annoys me when people say that the the life of spirit because I feel like everyone's spiritual and everyone's having a spiritual or soul experience Mm -hmm. but still when um when someone explains like these sciences I guess they're sciences things just like click into place in wow. so many ways and like that and that's part of the reason why I wanted you to come on here because when you talk about um 
the things that you talk about, you know, in terms of alchemy and magic and how you put that into kind of a grounded perspective is like really healing. And I know it must be healing for a lot of people to read. Mm. Yeah, thank you um, for saying that. Yeah, people have been um, reflecting that back to me quite a bit, especially like recently in the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, the the fact that this this journey is it only has like its its weight its value its truth experience like as an experience um as I've noticed like I don't know if you've seen there's like a wave of people um that have like started on similar paths to us or started um, spiritual journeys but then at some point they leave and then I don't know like they either become Christian or just forget about the whole thing and then it's like oh you know there's so much ego in that way or like I don't know they they paint a picture of the spiritual journey being like deceptive mm, um yeah I feel but, that right and so I've seen quite a bit of that and I, I find it interesting um because like I actually left Christianity to start uh my my own personal spiritual journey and um having come as far as I am now when I hear a lot of those people speak I think they hadn't yet got to certain points in their journey or broken through certain I don't know like what I would call light codes mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I know at the big be- yeah right at the beginning of the journey I feel like a lot of people um a lot of people experience some kind of like shock factor awakening maybe it's not always shocking but they they come across information or something from a new perspective that you know resonates and intrigues them and so they follow the breadcrumbs and then it's like you you come across this whole new reality and way of thinking and all these different people talking about chakras and magic and yoga (laughs) and meditation and whatever else it is I know the journey is so like um unique for for every individual because it's personally tailored to you but I think after that when the breakdown of the ego happens I I feel like beyond that then the journey means so much more Uh, because I think before that we have all these ideas of like I don't know who we are um, and how the world is and and I want yeah I want to say for the most part generalizing I know everyone's not like this but to a certain extent we all kind of operated with certain egos and attachments to I don't know how we look um and it can even be like you know to certain spiritual systems or or religions I feel like the ego I know different schools of thought talk about it differently but the ego is um you know in one way it's like a defense mechanism Mm -hmm. but in another way it's like we have this sense of identity based on what it is that we are um what we're experiencing and the groups that we're a part of um I remember like when I was working more in fashion um my ego was more concerned with my aesthetic because that is just a part of the that world um mm-hmm. it's you know it's very it's visual and it's you know body orientated and whatnot um 
but then when I stepped away from that world when I uh when I traveled a lot of stuff changed for me and I remember having a shift in um consciousness to like yeah with how I was dressing I started to um care less but then also um again my ego was shifting to the spaces that I was in being in Colombia it was a different a different world people had different ideas about how like what looks good mm-hmm. um and so then I started to shift my aesthetic to what fit in with that like all that like that is all that is like egoic behavior that, that's not who we are but that's like it's an identity us. isn't it yeah it's an like identity a exactly a, yeah a story and I'm sure like you experience it teaching yoga there's there's For things sure. that people expect yogis to do or uh, how you look or 100%. how you sound yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and that's to, to be honest like that's part of the reason why like half the time I'm like in it and I'm and I'm, and I'm enjoying it and I'm embracing it and this is kind of what I was saying now like feeling a bit like what's going on because I've it's like it's it's my work it's how I make a living it's also I I really enjoy sharing um because it's information really or experiences with others which might may shine light on their experiences or not um but I'm also at a state right now where I'm like do I really want to do this like (laughs) like is this what I want to do you know um and part of it is that is because of this this that kind of identity that world when people say oh so what do you do and I'm like I'm a I don't really want to say I'm a yoga teacher (laughs) right (laughs) I don't like it (laughs) and so like yeah I feel very like stepping away from it and that's exactly what you were describing with the fashion world uh that image for me it does um, it's like it's it's a, a layer that's shedding from me at the moment and it feels a bit um a little bit scary a lot of unknown uh and yeah I think being at this certain point of my my spiritual journey I'm a little bit more I'm a little bit more ready to embrace that unknown but there's still Mm -hmm. there's still fear behind it for sure right I I definitely hear that like that even now um I still feel like where it comes to my aesthetic I don't really care like for a long time I was quite disconnected to how I looked and that was okay for where I was at but now I'm like I recognize that when I used to um, care more about how I dress, I would feel better, which mm-hmm. is um, a weird one. Because mm-hmm. then I, I've started to ask myself, but why did you, why did you feel better? Um, and, you know, picking, picking that apart is interesting to kind of, you know, to see again how the ego uh, was manifesting before. Um, and then I thought to myself, okay, you're at this place now where you, where you don't you don't care and you feel disconnected to that ego but you also don't feel as happy as you used to and it's it's not like I want to get back fully into a materialistic world and you know be that person that that cares a lot and that's super important to them but the fact that we are like spiritual beings having a human experience human experience right (laughs) literally and the creative nature of life is is that you know it is creation it is more it is that it is tactile it is physical um and you know we we create 
ideally we create based on our desires um, and what we want and often it is challenges that inspire an expanse um, of what it is that we create mm-hmm. and so now I'm like okay cool you you enjoy what you you know looking good in quotation marks you enjoy looking good you look great what... <laughs> thank you for saying that um, <laughs> um yeah you enjoy looking good but like what defines you know looking good from where you from where I stand now um and I do find that like I am drawn to I feel like they're shapes that are somewhat timeless, like mm-hmm. um, kind of like, I don't know, long, flowy kind of things. Things that I guess look like robes. Yeah. I I really enjoy the way, not only that it looks, but that it, how it feels. And expresses. Um, it's such an expression. Yeah. The flow is and, an expression. <laughs> right? And like when I used to, when I was designing, my stuff for the most part would be like, really minimal um minimal shapes minimal color um but quite strong shapes and I feel myself gravitating towards that um again and yes even yesterday I just bought myself a I intended to buy a jacket because it's a change of the seasons but then I actually ended up buying a coat um right Uh, I mean you can't you never know what you're going to find out there in the shops especially because I've like I'm not making clothes as much as I used to because I used to make all my own um stuff so it's also it's been interesting me going out into shops and you know like finding now what resonates with me like what shop it's my shop uh what kind of fits do I like what colors do I like blah 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 but yeah I found this jacket uh, this coat sorry and um as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my God, I want this. Looked at the label and I actually haven't really felt that kind of feeling towards a garment in a while. So that in itself felt exciting that, you know, this is something that I um, desired and, and looked like it was in line with, um, with what I like and what I'm creating for myself. Picked it up, looked at the tag and it was a size 30. And um, obviously I'm a size six. So I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's very big. And I, I knew it was, when I looked at it, I was like, okay, cool. It's an oversized coat. And I put it on and I absolutely loved it. Um, and that's 12 sizes bigger than what I am. Um, and because I know how to make clothes, I just started to um, like fiddle with the sleeve length. Cause I know that like, if the sleeve length is right, then it automatically kind of makes it look, like it was cut um cut that way so it's uh-huh. just like massively oversized and to me it has a bit of a like avant-garde arty type feel because I know like last I think it was last season those massive puffer jackets were in yeah um, and so essentially it is kind of like that on that same kind of vein um it's really beautiful. I'm going to send you a picture after. We yeah, finish. please. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I bought an oversized jacket as well, actually, before Christmas. But I'm <laughs> I'm not so good at. I I don't know much about like the seasons and what's in fashion. I I just end up places when I see something that suits. I think so. Mm-hmm. I I have one too, and it's also I don't know quite a few sizes too big. <laughs> I feel I, feel I love that. <laughs> right, literally. And I was by myself, and I was like staring at it in the mirror I'm like am I is this too big like do I just look ridiculous or does it look as good as I think it looks um 
and I asked the shop assistant and she was like yeah you can you pull it off blah 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 so yeah I got it um and yeah it resonates there was another reason why I was telling this story as well one for um the fact that it is it suits where I feel that I am in terms of um yeah enjoying that part of life enjoying myself expression physically yeah Mm -hmm. I think it's so like joy like the joys of life like I understand in the spiritual path like um we're not expected to but we do get to a certain point where we're like okay all these material things don't really matter or they do because they are matter but how much (laughs) do they matter to our spirit you know right Um, but like we said, we have in this human experience, and this is again like where evolution and middle path movement like were even born from this whole idea that there's. I feel you know to find balance in in my world, and I feel in in many people that I know's world to find that balance between the spiritual path and the path of matter, the path of the physical realm, and and enjoy it and express it. And if we do find these things like fashion or um, yoga or f- for me like talking to people <laughs> with a microphone using it as a tool to mm-hmm. um to to bring the, these two worlds together exactly I I 100% agree because I think I, I was mentioning earlier I'd started to get to a point where I just wasn't finding joy in much and then I was like well what's the what is the the point in living like you know you get to that point where it's like okay cool you don't care about the materialistic stuff you don't care about clubbing you don't care about you know what I guess most um I don't know unconscious or normal people uh care about and then it's like so why like why am I here and it obviously has to be hmm, I don't necessarily believe there's an intrinsic reason for why we're here but we are here to experience and I think now where we are maybe that's a healthy detachment that we have to the material world um and I am quite enjoying dipping back into that that's it that's exactly without what I was thinking dipping in and out exactly yeah so and like yeah like you said the the middle path um never straying too far in in any direction um not too concerned with the material world but then at the same time not too concerned with the with the spiritual world because I'm sure we've both kind of encountered people that are extremists on on both of those and 100% an extreme of anything is never great (laughs) something will always it will always bite you in the ass um and I think that's something like on my journey as well um where for example where I used to uh, teach in Thailand Kopangan which is a, a beautiful place and they say it's on a giant rose quartz and the energy there is mm-hmm. again spiritual jargon but yeah it is a very powerful you feel something a shift something you can't quite put it into mm-hmm. words there is something going on there but there is this huge again quote-unquote spiritual community um and they describe themselves as a conscious community and for a long time I like before I was there I was like I'm looking for a place I'm looking for a tribe I want to find a place where I really fit in because me being who I am has never really fitted into any big group or you know I'm often on my own and I enjoy it yeah and that's why we have and I remember us saying this last time we met we have this like soul family because we are connected even if we don't see each other every day or every year we're still like Mm -hmm. there with each other um but when I got there and this conscious community 
uh, and again it's it's great what they're doing if, if they're feeling good but I just I, I wasn't really sure that they ever really were feeling good um, mm. because they were almost looking at the people that are not a part of that conscious community as uh, unconscious or wrong or doing, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, you know, or not walking a path of balance. And at the end of the day, what's important is as long as we do good and we be good, and obviously that's a general word, but as long as we feel good within ourselves and we're not harming another, then um, we're all conscious, uh, I feel. Yeah. And yeah. we can be conscious going to buy a big oversized jacket, doesn't matter how expensive it is. And we can be conscious traveling to the other side of the world. And yeah, just finding the balance of that. But yeah, of course, and this is maybe a good reminder for me today, is to find the joy in life while we do it. Because what is right. life if there isn't joy? <laughs> right, literally. And there is, there is, um, there is so much to appreciate and so another um part of what I experienced on that journey of dissolving the ego once again was um looking at why I like certain things so even like with the clothes it's about it's about beauty it's about expressing how I feel inside um it's about creativity which when I come to the core of those things does feel spiritual for me like when I say beauty I don't mean in like you know like the magazine standard or whatever but just like I really enjoy seeing people who have their own unique sense of style or going to places like that have really beautiful architecture or to like an artist's house and just seeing what they create, like what they curate based on their perspective. Um, and so it's more, it's more about that, like the expression of the soul. Like, and when we're saying uh, soul families as well, I like to think of it as like clusters of, of people that share similar um, frequencies and s- similar resonances. I-, I do feel like we are on a very long journey as each individual soul you know life after life um becoming more holding more light becoming more like the source of creation but at any one point in that journey or maybe more than one point um yeah there are groups of us that have yeah similar uh, resonances so when we come into any incarnation um and you can again you know you can see this stuff coded in your uh your astrology you know your numerology the families that you come into the countries that you come into and that kind of thing I feel like all of that plays a part in the journey that you have in any um in any one lifetime uh and this this reality that we're in this this physical reality it's so vast and we all do have um you know several parts to play um, whether it's you know in family uh, communities society you know through the work that we do through our leisure activities and it it is important for us all to um, the difference is important you know the difference in what inspires us the yeah the difference in things that we want to do or explore like if everyone wanted to be a a I don't know, like a, a fashion designer or a celebrity. I remember actually when I was really young in Sunday school, someone saying this, like this guy was like, 
if everyone wanted to be a celeb like who would sweep the streets like there there is literally so much value to every single job role or or desire that um someone could have for for what they want to do in this life um and yeah the yeah I think it's beautiful it really is it really is I'm like I just love how you described all of that I was swept away in in your words (laughs) it does kind of uh almost ground this um cosmic dance of whatever's going on around us you know and it it just puts a bit of sense into it um and you know the way you just described everyone's jobs and roles I I think it puts the ego in in a perspective that because it has such a negative connotation generally like everyone talks about the ego as this like negative thing um but the way you kind of described everyone's roles and works and purpose I liked it (laughs) thank you (laughs) um I'm still swept um, away by the words I'm like whoa (laughs) do you know what yeah that literally that means so much um and I've actually I've been writing a lot more in the last couple of years um and the the feedback that I've been getting from people has definitely inspired me to keep doing that more uh and I, I am I'm excited to share with you actually um what I've been writing but it is it is talking about all of this stuff you know like when I started my my journey the oneness has been of the most importance to me and and the more that I walk my path the more that that I see it like in all things and experience it and when I feel like I'm getting lost I try to just bring myself um back to it like everything is connected in so many ways like more than we can imagine uh and like one of the things I actually was saying earlier about um that that community and their perspective of other people um one of the spiritual truths that I really uh, I I was going to say cling to but that feels not perfect um but that that grounds me is um what's within is without and you know above and below and for for some people it might just sound like oh some cute philosophical saying or something but for me that is a truth to there's no end to that truth for me so even when you know covid stuff started happening um and when I when people make judgments on others or when I get angry with another person or whatever's going on, I literally always look at myself and be like, what is going on in my inside world that reflects this going on in the outside world? And I, I always find the answer. Um, and I, I know sometimes that's it's a hard thing for people to um want to accept or believe because you know and there is stuff in the world like um poverty and disease and stuff it's like well it doesn't feel fair does it yeah right and like I'm creating that for myself and like even with when COVID was happening and then friends like spiritual friends are telling me you know members of their family got it or they know someone that died like that doesn't feel nice to be like well you created that and it's not it's not a judgment um it's it's an awareness for for me anyway um and so when I look 
when I look out and if I have a let's say a negative perspective but as you said earlier there's not really those things don't exist in such a linear way if I have a um negative perspective it's like well like why like where where is that where is that coming from and if I can locate it within myself and remedy it I see that shift happening outside like it's law and so like some like on my social media um especially like during lockdown and stuff I just kept saying the same things even now I I kind of just go around in circles with a, a few things that I'm saying for so many reasons like I know um according to marketing like people need to hear a message at least eight times before they remember it um in terms of reprogram reprogramming the subconscious mind again like repetition is so important you know from the the introduction of an idea through the right brain through the creative feminine side into the left brain where it takes it as a fact the left brain being the the logical masculine side it's through that repetition that we build belief and then it is our belief that that shapes our um our reality so during lockdown I kind of just kept reminding us or, or saying to the people that that follow me that you know where your attention goes is like where energy flows my my new thing is focus is creation like yeah. just if you if you focus with an emotive perspective or you 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 focus you think about things that you're seeing you have a an emotional response you're creating and we're always doing that and like that's the the thing as well about this great awakening is that we were always doing that we have always been doing that we can't we can't stop it um so with that awareness it's like okay cool you don't like what you're seeing shift your perspective we can choose what we're looking at and we can choose how we feel about what we're looking at and then I noticed um over time not just because I've been saying this but me being the creator of my individual reality I noticed that you know I kept saying this thing and then you know after some time had passed shout out UK our country was like I feel like one of the first countries to be like okay cool yeah no dropping all the um what was it the restrictions once mm-hmm. it got to that point that they were like starting to force the NHS workers to um to take the vaccine and stuff and I'm pro-choice like do anyone I believe has the right to do whatever they want but I just 100%. didn't like that it was it started to feel a bit like dictatorship and I just, yeah, that just doesn't uh, resonate. So again, at that time, I started to talk more about sovereignty um, mm. because, again, we are the creators of our individual reality. The, quite early in my journey, when I got introduced to like this idea of, um, you know, being a creator of our reality, what is real is what we perceive this really, 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 really resonated to my core and again became a part of my foundation. Like I heard teachers saying stuff like, if you can't see it and hear it right now, it's not real. So Mm. whenever someone comes on like, I don't know, on the news or social media and saying this is happening over there, they're introducing 
an idea to you to agree with um to to create with them but if that person didn't tell you and even like let's say with the covid stuff if people didn't tell me that it was happening I wouldn't have known because in my world I'm like I'm, I'm grateful nobody I know died from it um now I know people that have had it but for the first year or so I didn't even know anyone personally that that had it um so yeah I would have been in a covidless world if we didn't have the news and I mean the media yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's going back to also what you were saying before about like poverty and and how it's really uh, obviously it's awful that it happens and people have their bad experiences and and how you correlated that to other as above and so below and within and without um that's kind of what traveling really opened my eyes to because before I explored these other worlds or countries or nations uh, or communities um I did have a certain perspective of what I thought poverty was or is um and and I'm actually interviewing someone tomorrow about this, uh, one of my friends from Nepal, um, because he has created an education uh, platform for, he says, Westerners, you know, people who travel to Eastern countries to educate us on what poverty actually is. Because okay. I'd go to these places and I'd see what I thought was poverty, you know, externally, because that's what mm -hmm. I've been taught it looks like, like living in a basic um, hut or in a place made out of corrugated iron you know this is what I thought was poverty but then I meet the people that live there and they are joyful right <laughs> they are happy they are healthy um spirituality mm -hmm. is their way of life um mm -hmm. because you know they wake up and they pray or they meditate or um, yoga is taught in schools anything like this for wow. example um and then and, and I'm sure you've seen it on your travels too um and poverty the perspective of poverty then for me changed because poverty is a state of mind mm -hmm. and that's you know that's exactly what you're saying there and I, I think it is a really really hard thing for people to grasp it's been hard for me to grasp when I've taught classes um, based on the philosophy of yoga with you know big groups of like 15 20 people when I start saying something like this you see the um what's the word I'm looking mm -hmm. for the resistance to this idea yeah. like it's not fair that someone has to live this certain way I'm like I'm not saying it's fair I'm just saying when mm -hmm. once a perspective has changed the healing starts to happen right and it's so powerful and I I I do feel like um in terms of the the great awakening the mass awakening I have faith that over the years um enough people will will stick with it i feel like we don't really have a choice at this point like there's so much that has shifted um on our planet and in the cosmos that kind of just supports um us being able to hold more light like it's already happening the ball's in motion but i do trust that it will get to like a point of um critical mass where people will really start to believe and to know these things as um as truths and then when that happens and I mean I see it a lot even now when that happens you do see massive shifts like again going back to the the COVID thing in the UK when the um when people stopped paying attention so much to what the media was saying you know stuff got 
dropped uh, so quickly in, yeah instantly like almost <laughs> like it didn't exist and then you got on the train again and no one's wearing a mask and then I was having like you know people in other countries um DMing me and being like you guys don't wear masks over there and it's <laughs> it's so interesting like the news wasn't being spread around in the same way that it was like with the with the fear-based agenda so people weren't aware you know that we have a whole country here um going about as normal and I, I heard recently that they were saying that COVID cases have risen but I haven't actually seen any of that fear response out there in like the day-to-day world um yeah, people are definitely more relaxed now right uh, and yeah I think the sovereignty thing was a big one for us I also felt like lockdown especially lockdown number one was a really beautifully synchronized event on the part of the creator and cosmos um in the t- uh in the sense that we're at the end of an age uh, you know this age is slowly that this civilization that we're in is is slowly coming like you know crumbling winding down ending whatever you want to call it and we're also at the beginning point of of a new way being born we talked a lot about the patriarchy um over the last few years and you know these ideas are starting to you know die as I said crumble fall away and we are entering a bit of a more balanced time. The feminine is being emancipated. Um, women and feminine energy is is being are being recognised more, respected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was actually nice that I felt that source synchronised pretty much the whole planet, um, especially you know the, the places that have been affected by the patriarchy, to have an immersion in an aspect of the feminine which is you know it is to go within it is to be still right um it is the unknown um and yeah I I just I personally just thought that was beyond beautiful and I know that a lot of people found it difficult and you know stuff like mental health and whatnot went through the roof because people are not used to that part of themselves that we have and you talk about yeah. that mental health and I know it's a difficult thing to, to say and I'm, I'm sure it will trigger some but that needed to happen that right. things needed shaking up because without right. discomfort change can't happen and I, and, I, and I know that can sound insensitive when you're looking at individual situations but as a collective wow <laughs> mm-hmm. and like um me having had experiences with um my mental health I felt uh comfortable I also felt equipped and and prepared to help people in that time based on what I went through and it's it's interesting because growing up like I grew up in the church whatever my mum would often say stuff like you know you don't go through what you go through just for you like you go through it to get you go through it to overcome it and then to help other people that have the those same kind of um problems that's so lovely it is and I feel like it's it's true like a a big part of this um physical experience is uh it is about the relationships that we have with each other 
Um, and I, I also feel like the oral tradition as well, um, even if it's not consciously like spiritual stuff that people are talking on, but just the passing on of information from one person to another, but based on experience, that's that's a intrinsic part of humanity, I feel like. So when that was um, when that started happening during lockdown, yeah, I just felt so much compassion and, and ready to, to help whoever like wanted to reach out and talk about stuff and then I also felt like it was a good time and the right time for me to speak about those things um a bit more because more people were relatable were, you know, and like yeah you have right? just explained that you are relatable I do read I do read your work and I do feel like okay yeah right I'm not on my own <laughs> someone else understands right? and that's that is a gift that's the art of communication and that's another art that you're obviously um really connected to and if you look at it again in terms of yoga, because it is what I work with, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, experience is knowledge. You know, if you look at the mm-hmm. ancient texts, if you look at the Yoga Sutras, um, which is the text from classical yoga times, um, Pramana is experience. So real knowledge does come from experience. And without that, everything's just information. It's just what someone right. wrote down. It's just like numbers and facts but again where do these facts come from do we check our mm-hmm. facts? And, and that's why it is important to go through go through things um to share right to, to shine light upon and that is really beautiful i i want to um look into the yoga sutras i've not really um ever delved into yoga philosophy but even just from doing yoga like there's definitely been moments where again I experience certain things and like realizations and I'm like oh my gosh the yoga is teaching me and the yoga isn't even speaking English like you know being in a pose and then just realizing like girl like breathe like what is going on with your breath breathe ground you know like um, I remember one time when I did a class with you and you were like you know ground with all four corners of your feet like you know it's when you're leaning too much in one direction or another or if your mind is going all over the place but not actually like present in your in your body and yeah as we're saying these things you can't you can maybe teach someone with your mouth but when you actually experience it it holds so much more weight mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And, and that's what the yoga sutras kind of describe is that it begins with uh, a sort of moral code um how you uh, objectify yourself and how you uh how you are within yourself so it's almost like the ten commandments in christianity um but then then comes asana asana being posture um the movement of the body the positions of the body and then comes the breath and then so you slowly go from like the external world to your inner experience mm. to the physical body to the breath which is like kind of becoming like a finer experience with the body right. because you're taking things very fine things that we can't really see with the senses we can't see the breath uh, and then you're slowly going further inwards you're withdrawing the senses and then you start to concentrate and then you meditate and then you enlightened <laughs> um so it is it is it's a it's like you need the the postures you need that especially you know taking full circle on our conversation now the physical body and how we are in the physical world we do need physical practices to help us go within because we are so connected to matter 
And that's what yoga helps us to do. And yeah, if there's ways that you use fashion, which I'm sure you do, um, to help people go inwards, then wow, what a gift. Yeah, when I was doing the fashion, I, I used, I definitely used fashion as a tool to just talk this talk. Um, people would come to my, my stall or where I'd be selling and we'd just end up having conversations like this sometimes for hours. Um, and now I do feel um, a lot more connected to uh, communication verbally and uh, written, um, which also, again, circling, bringing, bringing the conversation full circle. I am a Gemini, which, you know, Gemini's, if a Gemini's, yes, then are, I'm Mars. So I. Yeah. <laughs> I, now I remember. I that. Yeah, I forget. No wonder we love communicating. This is our thing. Like, we have the potential to perfect the art of communication um well in this you know in in these bodies that we're in um and yeah it's interesting you know being on the on the journey of a Gemini because I'm sure that you're probably similar to me where we can do so many different things we're quite uh multi-talented and have many different um interests uh but yeah communication is definitely uh, a big big Gemini energy um I didn't know that you see like and like uh, this is the sort of stuff I love to learn cool okay really yeah. yeah I just you don't know, know. I need to hear yeah, it mate. <laughs> we are the communicators of the zodiac that's our thing Ooh. and then also yeah what's what's um interesting and I think quite beautiful about us we are one of the 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 most spiritual signs sometimes I say we are the most spiritual but it depends on who you're talking to sometimes I say that to people and they're like but isn't it Sagittarius but but isn't it Pisces <laughs> the reason why I say um that we are at least one of them is because um Mercury is our ruler yeah. and um Mercury is the only planet that has the uh, the ability to perceive on all the realms so it's like we tune in to all this uh, cosmic information and we funnel it not just cosmic information but you know as I said like through all the the, the, the realms of like you know the spirit realm the emotional realm the mental realm and the physical realm um, and yeah we can we can package it and communicate it um, to others um, yeah and I think it gives us interesting uh, perspectives as well because we are able to see in such a varied way and yeah but you know um just to quickly touch on astrology and again like with the with the oneness um you know a lot of people that aren't into astrology will be like ah, oh, but you know it's weird it doesn't make sense that um you know the newspaper can, can say this gemini's it's a good day to play the lottery or something um <laughs> the reason why the newspaper stuff isn't really the the greatest is because it's just that's just one aspect of your astrology that's where the sun was at the time that you were born but every single individual has their own unique blueprint based on the time the day the year and the location that they were born so even if you have two people that were born on like I don't know the 2nd of June 1987 if one of them was born in London and one was born in Hong Kong or something their charts would be uh, different um, and the beauty of the astrology is that when you when you know how to read it it literally because it is the br blueprint 
it covers every area of life all the different aspects of expression and yeah everything's in there and like when you when you study astrology and you you learn things like I don't know like let's say we're an air sign and there's obviously that all the other elements um let's say you can you can start looking at the relationship to between the different elements so the relationship that a fire sign would have with an air sign or a water sign would have with an air sign or an earth sign. And you can literally just look at that through the elements and gain some sense of understanding mm. that like, let's say the, the fire and the air sign. Fire needs air to, to, to be fire. Um, air can fan the flames of fire, but air can also put the fire out if it, withdraws its uh presence again Mm. air and water have a relationship a similar relationship to to air and fire but not as um water has a bit more independence in terms of the example that i i just gave it doesn't it doesn't necessarily dominate or whatever and then you can look and see like let's say the relationship between air and earth those are maybe two elements they don't have that much interaction or yeah i don't know if i'm making sense yeah no you really are I'm like thinking of all the people in my life who have these different elements when you're saying (laughs) literally there's so much and even within yourself like there's there tends to be the three um aspects that people look at three main aspects so your sun sign your moon sign and your rising sign the sun is um your innate personality and um in terms of the each sign as well has a a higher and lower Um, aspects or manifestation but when your son is in a sign you have the potential to um to reach the heights of that sign as I was just saying about communication with Gemini's Mm -hmm. um the moon is about our inside world and our emotions and for the most part especially at the beginning of someone's life um until like their 20s or so it's 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 a mostly unconscious thing the same with um the rising sign so the rising sign is how we uh move in the world and the face that we show to the world which we're not necessarily aware of like I'm a I'm a Scorpio rising um and when I learned this then it made so much sense as to mm-hmm. why like I don't know like why I used to dress or it made even that why I dress the way that I dress and people um perceive me in a way like sometimes people are scared of me I'm like there's really nothing to be scared of over here but it is that that Scorpio that presents itself as I don't know dark and mysterious or I don't know powerful (laughs) or something I don't know how people see me but um yeah it's 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 interesting even looking at the relationship between that you have with yourself based on the elements and where stuff is and I mean astrology is so deep I could go on and on and on about it but um also they um all these placements are in houses as well uh and the houses represent different areas of life um my fourth house is uh Pisces and I remember that because um Jupiter is in Pisces for most of this year and Jupiter is like a planet of um wealth expanse religion and spirituality and that kind of thing but wherever Jupiter is he he expands and um yeah so for everyone this year if you were to look at your chart and see what house your Pisces is in it would make sense to you as to like 
where your major themes are this year so home has been a major theme for me and yeah the fourth house rules uh home as well as like mum stuff and I've dreamt of my mum nearly every single night I guess oh really (laughs) yeah it's wild (laughs) yeah wow maybe you're gonna be a mum soon (laughs) 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 I I can wait I think (laughs) we can be putting that out there (laughs) no it's funny because I have been having those thoughts but as it stands there's nothing in the works um yeah (laughs) well let's see what the universe brings thank you so much Karis for coming on the podcast um yeah hopefully you'll come on again soon is there anything else that you'd like to share thank you for having me um and I would definitely love to come on again soon and no I don't have anything in particular to share just well wishes to everyone that's listening I know it's not um, necessarily the easiest time for everyone but I just want to encourage everyone and myself us to to keep trusting keep leaning on the things that is that feed us um, that inspire us and that give us joy and we've come so far we should be proud of ourselves pat on the back everybody thank you Karis and thank you to everyone that's tuned in um, if you'd like to hear more of Karis's words of wisdom please do um, turn on notifications for the Eagolution podcast we've got some fun things up our sleeves and for the next episode of Eagolution I'm going to be uh, giving you insights into the conversation that I've had with Sushil a friend of mine from Nepal who I mentioned earlier about his book I was a child you played with and how he creates um, educational opportunities for tourists um, so that they can come to countries like Nepal and ensure that they are not volunteering or putting money into corporations that are actually putting children in danger. So um, I really encourage you to tune in and listen. As someone who travels often, I really feel that it is our duty to ensure that when we are traveling to countries, we know what we are buying into. Uh, and ensuring we're not entering countries with ignorance, arrogance um, or causing harm. That's all for me this week guys, thanks so much and as always, know thy ego, know thyself, Eagolution.